Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part podcast series on the future of financial compliance. This podcast series is sponsored by Verant. Verant is a provider of reactive, active, and proactive compliance solutions for the financial services industries, particularly in this new regulatory environment. Over this past five-part podcast series, I've been visiting with Phil Fry, the Vice President of Go-To-Market at Verent, and we've been considering how the company is changing the future of financial compliance by challenging the accepted wisdom through capture, control, sustainability, and oversight. The thing that I found so exciting and innovative about this Verent process is that it works to help a compliance practitioner think through a wide range and assortment of compliance issues for any compliance field, including anti-corruption compliance, trade compliance, AML compliance, or frankly, any other type of compliance. Today in part five, we tie it all together with the concept and subject of oversight. I know you will enjoy it and find it extremely useful. Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox, back with Phil Fry, the Vice President of Financial Compliance and Go-To-Market Strategy and Verant. We are in episode five of our five-part exploration. Today, we're gonna take up the topic of oversight. While I'm loath to say anything, any one of the four or five uh, podcasts we're gonna have in this series is more important than another, oversight is certainly an absolutely critical uh, component of any business process, any compliance program, and really anything in an organization. So we've saved uh, one of the best for last. and. Uh, Phil, I wanted to start with asking how we can bring together data and analysis from across the organization in a way that allows meaningful oversight. Um, Absolutely, Tom. So um, most organizations, as we know, have mountains of management information available to them. But I'm always reminded that all the information in the world is useless without understanding. Exercising proper compliance control is is dependent on your ability to see the whole picture, to review data gathered from a variety of sources, not just piecemeal. So I'm talking about how we gather, combine, and analyze that information, you know, created by the various operational systems in order to enhance our ability to keep the operation running smoothly, to identify and address potential issues early on, and respond to compliance requirements effectively. So, To do this, we obviously need to link the data from the communications platforms into the trade and market information. And ideally, it will allow you to adopt a more proactive approach, preventing non-compliances occurring in the first place, rather than addressing them after the fact. And that's surely a better situation to be in. So we not only have to consider the data, but understand the intent and the exact conditions when that data was created. The visualization of the data is as important as the data itself. There's been a huge focus over the last few years around dashboarding to the point that we are saturated with charts and graphs and that no one has the time to review. So delivery of truly focused business intelligence is critical to success and has a vital role to play in providing real insights. How easy or perhaps uh, not easy is that to achieve? It's not. It's, uh, it's not straightforward, nor is it automatic. But it is more achievable than might be apparent. The key is the ability to cut through all the noise created by the mountains of data 
and the, the home in on the areas of concern or potential or real non-compliance that require attention. Look, as I said, this requires us to consolidate operational data from a variety of sources and analyze it within a framework that understands the data, can classify it appropriately and identify anomalies. The way in the way it can then guide compliance teams to the specific activities, transactions, or individuals that give cause for concern. There are many point solutions provided in this analysis. The real challenge is doing this without organizations having to take on an army of both compliance and IT staff to manage and support them. And I haven't seen this capability from current solutions. And, and given that sometimes highly technical nature of conversations about financial transactions, merely capturing or, or even integrating into a regular recording is not enough anymore. The fact that voice conversations are inherently, as we know now, unstructured, carried out over two handsets at the same time, often in a noisy environment, and include multiple languages is a real challenge. So the um, step is, or rather, the multiple solutions and the ability to provide oversight over a trading environment, it, it really, I guess I'm a little confused about uh, how that would really work. Okay, so it, it's true to a certain extent. Look, most of these solutions will understand what data and performance indicators to monitor, but can they truly understand every asset class and specific trade? They, you know, they're often built to handle the structured data found in the trade, you know, order management systems and written communications, and these are used to good effect. But the data and insights they provide might take on a different complexion if I looked at it alongside this unstructured voice communications. Adding in and being able to understand the intent within voice data is key to preventing analysis tools creating a plethora of false positives that create additional work rather than efficiency. Better oversight comes from being able to quickly and intuitively see where these differing factors cross paths, affect one another, or reveal a truth that is not immediately apparent from the individual data. Look, if we can bring together key operational and performance data into a single framework, it allows us to verify operations and build queries <coughs> and analyzes, analysis that augment the, the value of that information and offer truly actionable intelligence and enhance control. This is another reason why I'm um, evangelistic about the adoption of open standards across all compliance solutions. It facilitates monitoring operations across the solutions. It helps bring the data together at a high level and make it easier when necessary and only when necessary to drill down seamlessly through the data layers from the business intelligence tools into the background operational data and across the different data sources from the recording platform to the trading databases to the speech analysis and so on. Phil, does this include trade reconstruction? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great example of where this is absolutely vital to be able to bring together and correlate data from the variety of sources. The trade and market data, uh, as well from fixed and mobile line voice recording, dealer boards and other interaction data such as instant messaging. Without the capability to, to easily slot together these pieces of the jigsaw, the solution becomes at best difficult and time consuming and at worst unreliable or even nigh impossible.
the oversight in your world would seem to me to be both surveillance and trade reconstruction. Is that a fair assessment or have I gotten into the law? Uh, not, not exactly. So for us, oversight is the product of a combination of, of front office, i.e. the trade, uh, trade data, and IT, the transactional data. But it's more than just a mere combination of that data. It aims to provide clarity and additional insights across a range of areas, including best execution and trade matching, by using the cross-pollinated data to proactively map the trades and related communications to reduce counterparty errors. This level of oversight requires high quality data and detailed analysis across all facets of the operation. And the ability to deliver this is key to delivering this capability. So one of the key themes that you have articulated through this five-part podcast series is change and the increasing use of new tools available to the compliance practitioner. So I wanted to ask uh, in light of that, is this something speech analytics can help us with? It seems to me this technology has been around, and if it hasn't been around, it's certainly going to be around uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. It, it can definitely help, but it's not widely utilized as the technology is still evolving in this space. It, it, is, it is very strong in other areas and, and, other and other fields, but in the financial markets, it's still evolving. So, you know, simply, voice doesn't follow fixed patterns with specific elements in specific places. So it's a really sophisticated task to be able to automatically recognize when the significant information crops up during the conversation and to mark and tag it so that it can be found again, viewed and analyzed. When a conversation consists of words and phrases that have little or no meaning in everyday conversation, it's doubly difficult. Mainstream speech and analytics tools typically only recognize, transcribe, and tag standard conversations. They were not designed or built with trading in mind. So we're working with technology that not only creates much higher quality recordings, making transcription of the language more accurate, but it can also be programmed to recognize the sort of tribal languages used in financial services, and even within a specific company or group of traders. This can create much higher success rates than those offered within the mainstream tools, which may, uh, quote, 80% accuracy, but in truth offers far less. But once you are able to produce these highly accurate transcripts and tagging, speech analytics can take a whole new place in the oversight regime. Conversations, interactions, and trades can be analyzed for the inclusion of keywords and phrases, however obscure. And these insights can illuminate the investigations and reconstruction of trades, together with the other data from other sources. Put all that data together, and it starts to become more, much easier to identify the anomalies or patterns that have a compliance implication and know precisely where to start in order to put them right. Well, Phil, this has just been a fascinating five-part exploration on this series. Throughout it, I've been visiting with Phil Fry, the Vice President of Financial Compliance, go to market strategy at Barrett. Phil, um, frankly, I can't wait to see where you guys take this next. So thank you very much. Thanks very much, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. Hope you've enjoyed this five-part podcast series that's been sponsored by Barrett. And I've had the chance to visit with Phil Fry. I really think the Barrett process is one that every compliance practitioner can and should use going forward. You can check out more information on the Verant process and the tools that Verant has available 
for the financial services industry, but I think actually in a much wider number of industries and more importantly, compliance disciplines at their website, verint.com. That's www.verint.com. I hope you have enjoyed this special series and I hope you'll join me again for another special series that Verint is sponsoring in the near future. This special five-part podcast series has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.